Uh, Aaron and I uh, pitched our tent. Good. Uh, it, it worked. It survived the rain. Excellent. We didn't actually sleep in it. Um, Is it a humdinger? I I think you could say that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think we could be very evasive with that tent. It is a brown and gray or brown and green tent, mm-hmm. but like a light brown and a kind of brighter green, so only a little evasive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's good. The yeah. sleeping pads are good. The sleeping bags are actually really nice. Yeah, yeah. New sleeping bags. I realized and... I hadn't been in a sleeping bag in several <laughs> several years. Mm-hmm. It's a little weird. What's weird about it? I don't know. Feeling trapped? Yeah, I think so. Uh, a, a little insight into how I sleep. I like. I typically like when I'm falling asleep to have my feet uncovered, mm. or at least often I have one leg entirely uncovered and the mm-hmm. rest of me under covers. Mm-hmm. There's like something about like I just want this sort of like it's almost like a almost like a personal uh, chimney out into the world, releasing heat. Mm-hmm. It's like this exhaust valve for all my body heat. And then uh, eventually, somewhere somewhere through the night, I typically end up completely under the covers, but at least to fall asleep. That's almost always how I am. So mm-hmm. I don't know how I'll handle a sleeping bag. But we'll find out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What have you been up to? Oh, you know, just stuff and things disappointing you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a disappointing story to tell you. Okay. Um. Uh. I, I saw I saw some friends. Um. And we purchased choco tacos so that I could tell you about them on the podcast. That I'd tried a choco taco. Uh huh. Um. And then we forgot to eat them. Wow. Wow. This is doubly disappointing. With the uh, thing that I texted you before we recorded it is on my grocery list okay so just a reminder to all you listeners two weeks ago i uh, after a careful consideration uh, opted to give grant some money to go buy a frozen pizza so he can thaw it and then eat it so we can see if it's like a lunchable or not <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then reality is gonna set in here real fast <laughs> What do you mean reality is going to set in here real fast? <laughs> that you're I said it wasn't it. like, oh, no, I haven't. I haven't yet. I know that you're going to, though. So that's what I'm saying. Reality is going to set in. Oh, I feel like it's going to set in for you or for me. For you. I feel like I never claimed it was going to be like a lunchable. No, no. Reality of just like the fact that you are going to commit this act. Oh, yeah. Like, do I, how much do I have to eat? Like a bite. Okay. I want us to do it on the podcast. Oh no. Like you take out the pizza from the freezer and let it thaw like overnight in preparation for recording next weekend. Okay. And then I feel like I know what's gonna happen and I'm gonna wimp out. Because it's gonna be all floppy <laughs> and flaccid. It probably ain't will nobody, be. But that's ain't why nobody but likes this, flaccid this peanut <laughs> pizza. <laughs> You're going too. You're you're trying too hard to avoid that adjective or to use it actually. <laughs> um, 
in either case, but this is why I want to do it live, is because at least then you can have my official blessing on air to not actually go through with it if we determine that it really shouldn't it's be unsafe. done. Yeah, exactly. There's also part of me that wants to do it to see like if it'll make me sick. Uh, okay, well, that's up but to I you. But I also don't want to put my body on that line. Yeah, th- that's up to you. Uh, but yeah, we can uh, we can record with the video on for about five minutes or whatever and just kind of see what oh happens. Oh, God. Okay, I'll have to be looking hot next week, too, then. No, you don't. I've got the video on. Well, I'm always looking hot, so it won't be a challenge. I figured you were going to say that. I was not going to say it. <laughs> oh, come on. Help a brother out. We ended last week with a very nice compliment for me. You're going to yeah. have to wait a few more episodes. Okay. I, I can take that. I can take that. I'm a big boy. Mm-hmm. I played some pickleball today. Ooh. It was fun. Was it, was it nice and acidic? Um, you could say that. Mm? I'm sure the, I'm sure the other person probably felt it uh, with how badly they were beaten. Oh, no. Who Are we going to leave the other person out of this? I don't really care. It was... uh. A former quads player from my senior oh. year. Oh. Okay. Who also played hockey. Okay. Oof. Sorry to hear that for them. Yeah. It's okay. They were good sports about it. Yeah. Do they have multiple personalities or something now? What? They were good sports. Mm-hmm. Like, as in multiple people were good sports? Nope. Wait, I'm confused. <laughs> uh, no, that was just me misspeaking. I was trying to come up with a way to de- defend that um, mistake. They were a good sport after each of their three consecutive losses. <laughs> okay. So therefore, they were good sports. That's the best I got. I can say. That's yeah. all I got. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, okay. that was fun. I got a really, oh, I have a really exciting life update. Oh, it's only exciting for me and not for anyone because they didn't hear the first part of this update that would have came literally like six months ago and would have made this payoff so much more enjoyable. Including me, I haven't heard of it. Yes. Oh wow. Um, no kidding. So let's just pretend it's six months ago. Okay. I've got my my laptop and I've got a, I've got like honestly, a, plastic, honestly, a hard plastic case on it. Honestly. My imagination can't go back to six months ago. That's too wild of a okay. thought. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we'll we'll just we'll we'll figure it out. But anyway, so this hard plastic case on my laptop, uh-huh. it's got like four rubber feet on the bottom. Yes. Um. And they like there's a hole in the plastic case. You know you know something about those rubber feet. What they're really not useful when you rotate your laptop ninety degrees and set it on the floor like that. <laughs> I did that once in front of you. <laughs> Actually, I do it all the time when I'm like laying on my couch, though. I know, God, on a couch. That's that's horrifying. Um. Anyway, well, I have like a little table in front of me, but anyway, so these these four little feet, um, they help kind of keep the computer steady and stuff. And then I was traveling with my computer, so I shoved in my bag. Um. And then I got done with the trip and I took it out and one of the feet are missing. I'm like, oh, dang it. Like now it's all wobbly and this is super annoying and I'm like really frustrated. And so I like dug through the bag and like 
emptied every pocket and like went over every inch of it and i like could not find i'm like dang i must have like dropped it somewhere like it must have like ripped off when i was because like it was tight in the bag and so like i was thinking like through security i must it must have like popped off when i was pulling it in or out i must have just like gotten lost so i was like god dang it um and then last week on like thursday i accidentally had the same bag in my car and i stopped too quick and it tipped out and everything spilled on my floor of my car i was like ah this sucks and then after i got to where i was going i went to clean up all the stuff and put it back in and guess what i freaking found the little rubber foot where was it and i just forgot about it until it was on the floor of my car after my bag dumped out i'm pretty sure it had been in the bag the whole time and i I bet you was on the floor the whole time no there's no way it could have been on the floor of my car okay did you keep it sparkly clean? Yeah. Okay. And, like, it, there's no way it could have gotten there. Also, I would have noticed, because, like, it was, like, in the middle of the floor. Like, I would have seen it. Um, But, yeah, gotcha. I was like, yo, this is awesome. Payoff. Uh, can you easily put it back on? <laughs> yes, I can. Okay. I was waiting for you to tell me that it was just like a glue on thing or something. Oh, no. So there's a hole in the plastic case and they Mm -hmm. like pop into the hole. Okay. Um, So I'm super excited about that. And I kind of I'm telling you now because I just remembered that it was in because I put it back in the bag and it was right next to me. I totally forgotten to put it back on and I have to wait till after we finish recording so I don't cause a bunch of noise. Mm. Well, I always like a happy ending. Yeah. Trying to think of if I've randomly found anything recently. I actually continue to find and then do nothing with some uh, face sunscreen that I've had in my car for a while. Oh. It just kind of continually changes location in my car, and I kind of forget about it every single time. What, you don't, like, put it on your face? I just kind of, like, I notice it when it's not useful to be noticed. Yeah. You know? Mm Mm-hmm. So no, I don't know. Face sunscreen is always useful to be noticed in my life. Well, that is true. Hmm. Well, good. I'm glad that you got your little rubber foot. Mm-hmm. I've never been a big, especially on my laptops, but I, I guess, well, one of my laptops is much thicker than yours. But mm-hmm. I don't know. The idea of a laptop case, like to always have on my laptop, has not been, has never been, something that excites me mm-hmm. like i could maybe do a skin maybe if there's one that i mm-hmm. really liked but i don't know like the idea of a case just doesn't make sense to me but i don't know if you're just worse with your devices than i am that's probably the case yeah i i have i do honestly think that it maybe has saved my laptop hmm. before because there are some quite significant dents in it Gosh, and large scratches, um, aye, aye, and I aye. have no idea when any of them got put there. But I assume that if the case wasn't there, those would be in the computer. So, oh, I thought you were talking about the computer this whole time. <laughs> what? As in all the dents and scratches were like on the computer? Um, oh no, or no, something. they're on the case. Okay. Well, that's hard to tell, though. I'm sure some of them might be, at least scratches, maybe, but, like, plastic versus metal, you know? I feel like plastic dents less, so any dents... Yeah, 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 that's what I'm saying. Definitely be... Okay, that's probably... That might be fair. 
But but yeah, the scratches are maybe meh. Yeah. Some of them are deep, though. Well, then my question is, if you take your case off, does your like MacBook actually look good? Well, no, it's all dirty. Under- like, if I cleaned <laughs> it, yeah, it would look great. <laughs> but it's, like, nasty and dirty underneath. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Do you ever... So, clearly you don't with your laptop. Do you ever clean underneath your phone case? So, funny story. My phone case is, like, starting to rapidly disintegrate. <laughs> gosh and so like what it is is there's like so there's like a hard back and then inside the hard back there's like a rubber shell that the phone sits in and then that rubber shell wraps up around the sides and around to the front bezel and like that's how it holds the phone in like most phone cases i think um and so that rubber part the edge where it's connected to the hard plastic is starting to separate in a lot of places and the front bezel part is getting like really scratched up and just like the the plastic is starting to degrade super rapidly because i think it's just so old um and like all of the the textured buttons on the side for like the volume and the like sleep wake button are all gone wow um they're like worn down um and so the top the top left corner the bezel part had completely separated and was just floppy. So the other day I took my phone out so I could super glue that back together. Problem is when I went to put my phone back in, the plastic has degraded enough that the final, like, so I slid the top corners in first and then you just have to kind of press the bottom ones in. Yep. When I went to press the bottom ones in, it like folded over the plastic on the bottom and just like jammed it down in the case when it's normally like elastic enough to pop back. But it just, like, cracked and died. And so, like, I now I know I can't take my phone out again unless I never want to put my phone back in my case. Okay, so I have a question and a comment. Yes? Question. How old is your phone? Um, it is three years this next fall. Man, that's still, like, I was trying to come up with something to be like oh yeah if it had been four or five years that's like okay maybe a plastic case could get that horrifyingly bad it might be four and i yeah but it just seems like i don't understand how a case can deteriorate like that Hmm. you know um but i don't know i suppose i've never really had a case to really do that and then my comment like was the... just a just a reflection back on last week of how you were very uh, forward and serious about how cheap you are. Like it makes me just like I had to send you earbuds. It makes me want to buy you a phone case. <laughs> Why? Are also it makes are me feel you sad person... for you? <laughs> Do you keep your phone in a case? Yeah, I have a case right okay. now. Okay. But it is like literally the thinnest. It's it's a clear case that's just like a thin rubbery plastic. Like it provides essentially, it, I guess it would provide scratch protection and that would be it. It would provide no other protection. Um, I just have it because I like having, mainly it's because uh, on my phone, the fingerprint sensor is on the back and having a case makes it Help easier find to it. find that fingerprint yeah. sensor exactly. Um more often and that's pretty much the only reason like i could 
it's 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 more of a habit thing of just having anything on the phone makes it feel like oh i'm less likely to drop it i just feel a bit more secure with it you know i'm not i'm not the sort of person who has a case on something and says now i can do anything i want it's like a it's mm-hmm. like a further confidence of just like oh i, I can hold on to this I'm, I'm i'm using something that's meant to be held on to as opposed to just like feeling all of the raw finish of the phone of like ooh this is so fragile mm-hmm. so well, that's only really with phones because laptops, like my laptops, are like plastic or metal or whatever. Yeah, you know, versus mm-hmm. phones, you know, you have glass and stuff, and you don't want to mess with that. Mm-hmm. Granted, I don't, I don't use a, a screen protector though. Oh, you don't? No, no, no. I, uh, I uh, got rid of that um, uh, idea about two years ago. I just don't like them. Mm-hmm. They're annoying, and I, I've, and again. I've I almost never dropped my phone, and I've never dropped it in a way that's ever even kind of broken it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just not something that I really worry about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. Let's mm-hmm. move on. Okay. Man, I, this is the other thing. Real quick before we move on, and I'm just uh, furthering my own issue. As I was looking at the time... And each time I think we're at like a stopping point, like the last time I thought we were at a stopping point, I always look at the time just out of curiosity. Mm-hmm. And we were at 12 and a half minutes when I thought we were about to move on to your comic. And all of a sudden it's like, nope, now we're at 18. <laughs> yep. Sometimes uh, it just happens like that. Yep. Okay. Grant has brought Cul-de-Sac by Richard Thompson. Uh, we have a couple of small children standing out in probably the edge of an athletic field. Uh, there's a chain link fence off to their left. Uh, one a small boy with a, a kind of close cropped haircut is holding a soccer ball. There's also a baseball glove chilling on the top of the or the side post of this chain link fence. And the other kid wearing a cute little sweater with I can't quite tell what's on it. Some animal i think maybe maybe a cat um is saying that fence it beckons to me or is it warning me to halt and the first boy holding the soccer ball says it's just an old glove stuck on the fence and the other kid says no it's it's gesturing it's gesturing to me it's trying to tell me something and the first boy says maybe it's trying to tell you a knock-knock joke. And the other one says, Are you mocking the great unknown? Alright. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, do you, do you mock the great unknown often, Mark? Uh, no, only the great pumpkin. Mmm. That is risky. It is, but, you know, it's a risk I'm willing to take. Okay. I feel like in this comic, the the fence is acting as a a conduit for the universe to speak to these children. Um, So so one of them claims. Okay, I think that just answered my question. Do you feel like the universe often speaks to you, Mark? Well, okay, that doesn't answer any of your questions. I'm saying that one of them was literally claiming (laughs) this. Yeah, Um, but you seem to be mocking that. No, not necessarily. Um, do I think the universe speaks to me? 
Um, that's a tough question without diving into like things about religion. Okay. Which is kind of like the main thing. Like I, I don't believe in like kind of arbitrary coincidences or like weird things that just sort of happen that are just like the universe. You know, like things happen, things that are coincidences are just that, you know, like that's kind of my, like for Mm -hmm. the most part, that's what I feel. Um, But that being said, like I, like I am a religious person. Um, And so, so so I, I I want to make, I want to draw the distinction between what I feel like is like my religious feelings about, okay, God, like interacting with things. Mm-hmm. as opposed to uh, um you know the world is just kind of like a weird place where lots of weird things happen mm-hmm. if that makes sense yes so as kind of a follow-up to that to maybe kind of focus the thinking a bit more when you are oh god i should have pre-planned how i was going to word this um in terms of your life do you feel like you wait for things to happen sometimes or do you always actively seek out and try to make the things happen that you want to make i will give an example of this to try to illustrate the types of things i'm thinking of like i was speaking to some friends um who are single and who are wanting to be in a relationship at some point um and was talking to them about like my dating experiences and how that's been going for me and they were saying like oh like i i just like i want to meet someone just like natural like and like i don't want to like feel like i'm going out to meet someone i just want it to happen mm-hmm. and so i got a real sense from them there's like they wanted they wanted something to happen to them but they didn't want to like do anything to make that happen yeah i don't want to change anything to increase the likelihood that something will happen yeah and it just like it seemed weird to me like i don't know any thoughts um in that particular thing like i i sort of get it like i I get the feeling that they're in of not wanting to do things like dating apps or whatever you know you kind of you ever i think a lot of people want that just sort of something that feels natural what whether there's any you know anything more than I guess probably a sort of um, dated feeling amongst people that that is like a better basis for things. Yeah, some and, arbitrary naturalness bias. Yeah, exactly. And so I, I get that 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 feeling because a lot of people, you know, if they meet someone, you know, you kind of grow up meeting people by happenstance because you're just in the same place. Mm-hmm. And so I get that people want that too, but. You know, then then it's like, okay, yeah, where do you draw that line of, oh, you don't want to go out more to different places because then you're trying. Like, you don't want to go out for the reason of looking for someone because that's also defeating the purpose. And you're not going to go out and, like, go up to someone and strike up the conversation with them because, (laughs) well, that's defeating the purpose. Like, they're supposed to come up to me. And it's like, well, I don't know. Yeah, part of me just wanted to smack them. Like, not not actually, (laughs) but, like, metaphorically smack them. Be like, yeah. If, if you want this to happen, like, you gotta do something. Like, yeah. I don't know. Maybe they should uh, start listening to our alternative podcast for, uh, or our other podcast for some ticks and trips and 
tricks and tips. For some trips and ticks? Yes. <laughs> for some stips and stricks. <laughs> some some stroops and straps. Yep. <laughs> um, some patty wops. Yes. Uh, yeah, no, I get that. So, uh, so the original question is, <laughs> where on that su- on that spectrum do I lay on some things? Mm-hmm. Um, that's tough. I I don't think that I'm the sort of person who, uh, if things were different, would have the same view on say relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think. But it's also hard for me to say. Like, I'm not sure that like the dating app game would be right for me. Um, I think that, like, I think that would be really tough. I love how you say you're not sure. I feel like I can say quite definitively. <laughs> okay, well, fair enough. In either case, but that doesn't mean that I would take the uh, the opposite stance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I, I in other words, I would not be. Uh, I th- I think the hard thing is like once you acknowledge it, then you're in a tough position, as opposed mm-hmm. to just being like I'm just gonna go live life and do the things for me that I want to do for me, mm-hmm. and that's just gonna be that, mm-hmm. you know. Um. So I I'm probably somewhere in the middle. Like there definitely are things that um I tend to be a bit more passive about, but that doesn't like. Those are things that I am probably like, or, or those are things that when I notice them, I try to make more of a conscious effort to change. Mm-hmm. You know, some of those things being, let's just say like communication in general, you know, like, yes, I, as we know, compared to some of our friends, I'm the one who's more likely to reach out. But that is because that's like a, oh, I want to, I want to talk to these people. Mm-hmm. So let's compare that to say work or despite the role that I'm currently in, I'm not that great as being at being extremely proactive about pestering people or reaching out when I should. Mm-hmm. And that's a skill in like the professional world that I'm working on. Um, so, so there are things like that where I, I'm, I can think of like a, a certain skill or predisposition that I have in one like frame of reference. Mm-hmm. but looked at in a or the same thing applied somewhere else i may have a totally different approach um so i so i like as most people i don't fall cleanly one way or another in anything but mm-hmm. i feel like i'm moving towards the middle having previously been more of a sit arounder type person mm-hmm. with with like with like spurts of go-getterness if you will, Ooh. you know, so like Spurts the fact that I have a job was a spurt of being a go-getter of deciding mm-hmm. to apply for an internship. But the fact that, but then the next step of me actually obtaining the full-time job was, had nothing to do with me being a go-getter. Really? The most go-getter thing that I did was someone like, I, again, like I was lucky that like the company kind of worked with me where, as I was an intern, someone approached me saying, hey, would you like to keep working after your internship is over as a contractor? Mm-hmm. And I had never even thought to ask that, <laughs> you know, so I was like, yeah, sure. And then a little bit after my internship, I reached out to confirm that I could do that. So that was like a little bit of me asking, you know, mm-hmm. and then la di da di da I was doing all my contract work and never really thought or considered that it could it would ever move beyond that until they reached out to me being like, hey. 
you know, you want to work here. And, and so that's, you know, that's almost a bit more like lack of imagination on my part than waiting around. It's not like I was waiting around purposefully for them to, you know, ask me to work there. It was, uh, you know, it never crossed my mind sort of a thing. Yeah. And so for me, I think the big thing is not even the feeling like I need to wait around. It's the being more aware of the opportunities that exist, like looking outside of Mm-hmm. my immediate things that I'm thinking about and mm-hmm. then saying, Oh, these are like things that do exist. And then from there I can determine, do I want to go after these? Yes. 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 And I'm working on, in addition to working on the, what are my opportunities? I'm working on the going after things more as well. Mm-hmm. So kind of the, a bit of the perspective stuff. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, be, being like a big go-getter type person, I, it, it's, you know, it's one of the many personality traits that I associate with, like, certain, like, businessy people, where when mm-hmm. done in a certain way, really rubs me the wrong way. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's a matter of finding a way that these personality traits fit in with who I want to be. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. So I smell what you're stepping in. Yeah. How about you? What do you What do you feel about things? I mean, I, I kind of have my guess, but I I'd say like in general, I don't like wait around for things to happen. I would like I'm either gonna not care about them happening, or I'm gonna like do something to make it happen. And if if I'm not doing something to make it happen, it's generally because like. Like in how you described in work, like if I'm not like proactively reaching out to someone for some reason, it's not because I like don't know how or don't like want to or I'm nervous to. It's more often like I'm like I'm don't want to like step on anyone else's toes or like I know it's not my role to do that or not my place. Um, Because like I think the relation like your actions in lots of ways in like a business sense can affect others around you. Like if you're, if you're always like going over your manager's head or something, like it's not going to reflect well on you. Um, and so like kind of, and I guess a businessy sense, I think that's more of my like hesitance or the thing that like stops me from just like going and doing my stuff. But, um, I think in general, I like, try to actively work to make things happen and don't just wait for them to happen. It's definitely not how I've always been. Um, but I think throughout college, I started to notice like nothing's going to happen for me if I don't do this. Um, not to say that there haven't been things that have just like fallen into my lap. Like, Oh, sick. Like I didn't do anything to make this happen. And I just got lucky because that happens a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think in general, if there's something that I'm like wanting or like thinking about, or like interested in doing like I generally try to do something to make that happen. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe just cause I'm like not too anxious, but like, like I'm too all over the place. So like I got to do something sometime cause I can't just like sit there and think about it cause I'll get bored of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I mean, yeah, I, I totally get the, in college, I had a tough time kicking myself in the butt of 
going out and doing things. That's why mm-hmm. grad school didn't happen for me. It was like I like I didn't make connections with professors like a lot of people did. Like I was not good about that. I was good about reaching out for other things. Uh, but that was like a sort of weird mental hurdle that I never managed to really get over. Mm-hmm. Um, so I totally got that. Yeah. Go do things, people. Yeah. Go out there. Be a go-getter. Go, go win the world for yourself. Mm-hmm. Kick Unless ass, take names. Yeah. All that fun stuff. Unless it's going to be bad for a lot of people, then don't. But yeah, you're probably not listening to this podcast if you're like that, except for you, Mikhail. <laughs> Shots fired. That's <laughs> uh, okay. He knows that we love him. Does he, though? He does. Okay. I just want to make sure. <laughs> I don't ask him that often. Maybe I, next uh, time I talk to him, I'll ask him, do you know that I love you? Do it. I hope it doesn't make him uncomfortable. He'll Mikhail, be right email now. us if you understand our feelings for you. <laughs> or tweet at us. Do you think Mikhail's not, a Twitter account? I kind of doubt it. I I don't, even if he does, I don't think he's going to do either of those things. No, I'm going to try and find it so we can follow him. <sighs> um, <laughs> I feel like, because I feel like he might for just like semi-professional reasons. That's why Aaron has one. Mm. it's because a lot of people that she's connected with like her specific field they love using twitter for things <laughs> that's so weird to me for like announcing like, results and stuff yeah i don't like that it's just like oh, it's... he totally does one person is following him or no <laughs> he's following one person i'm gonna follow him there we go no he did tweet once oh that's right he did tell me about this he made a Twitter account specifically to tweet an idea for a podcast. Oh my gosh. At a podcast that we both listen to. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right. I'm ready to move on. Okay. So for this week, you brought oh, Jeff yeah, Stoller. It confusing. It's just by Jeff Stoller, I guess. Okay. Um there are there are three three gentlemen. This looks to be old timey back in like colonial America, I'm gonna guess, wearing um powdered wigs and sitting in a on somewhat ornate chairs um in a room. And one of the men in a powdered wig is saying to the other two men this may be hard work gentlemen but hamilton says that history will vindicate us in the form of musical theater (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh we're gonna have to talk about hamilton you don't have to but also that's exactly what i had planned yes that's fine let's go i'm ready to go so i watched it this weekend for the first time ever Yes. I had, the only time that I'd ever heard any music from Hamilton was at a college band concert two years ago that I attended. I was not playing in it, where one of the bands did a an arrangement of a song from Hamilton where they had some theater person, or maybe it was someone in the band, uh, rap along to it. I don't even remember which song it was. I was listening the entire time, trying to guess which one they may have done, and I couldn't figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so I watched it for the very first time. 
Uh, have you seen it? I have not. Okay. So that, that gets us in a fun position because I spent a very long time not watching it as well. And I'm curious what mm-hmm. your thoughts are about watching it. I do not really have much desire to watch it because to me it seems it's much like, oh God, I'm going to get hate for this. Much like Frozen, how I've never seen Frozen. It seems so hyped up that it could never in reality live up to any of that hype or be anywhere close to it. And so, like, I don't really have a desire to watch it because I feel like I'll just watch it and be disappointed and think, like, yeah, that was kind of meh. And, like, I'd rather just live life thinking, like, oh, yeah, this is a really great thing that people tell me about. And, like, yeah, because I feel like like 90% of the time things like that, I end up watching them and it's just, like, meh. There is that 10% of the time where it's like, wow, that was amazing and like changed my world mm-hmm. and stuff. Like the Matrix was one of those things. Okay. But like, yeah, I don't know. Interesting. Okay. So I felt very similar to you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I am someone who, well, first of all, when it came out and I have several people who enjoy theater, whether it's just because they like theater or are actually in theater. Mm-hmm. Um, talking with them, they'd try and, you know, they'd want me to listen to music or whatever. They'd be playing it. And I was always very firm that I, of saying, I will almost certainly see this sometime. Mm-hmm. I don't know when or how, but I have a feeling that I'll see it somehow, sometime. And I don't want to be spoiled. Like, obviously, I know, like, the very basics of Hamilton because I took AP US history. Mm-hmm. But in terms of, like, the actual music and stuff, like, for me, and, and almost everyone that I've talked to disagrees with this, but listening to the music from a musical before seeing the musical is like listening, like, reading the plot summary to a movie before watching it. Or reading, like, the last page of a book and stuff mm-hmm. before reading. Like, for me, it feels like. of a musical is the music, you know? Oh, okay. Um, Because Mm. the music, especially a music like Hamilton, which is a sung-through musical, there's essentially no play acting. Yeah, yeah. Right? Listening to the music is is getting almost the entire performance because, at least for me, like, yeah, choreography is interesting. The way that they, like, interact and their faces and stuff, like, cool. But especially in a regular musical, this was a filmed musical, so you actually got close-ups, which were kind of weird at times, Uh, Mm -hmm. because it's not meant to be. It's meant to be seen in a theater, where you're seeing the large ensemble of things. Things are very theatrical. And you're seeing them at a distance, so everything has to be overdone. But even when it's overdone, you're still not getting many, like, details. Yeah. There have to be these, like, big things that kind of translate to details, um and so because of that like i feel very strongly that most musicals like if you're just listening to the music then you're basically seeing it and you can fill in the rest in your head mm-hmm. you know and so i didn't want to listen to it okay um and i get why some people felt differently like one person that i talked to said that they listened to it all um before going to see it in person because they felt that that allowed them to appreciate especially something like Hamilton where the whole thing is that a lot of it is rap music a lot of it is very fast you know it allowed them to enjoy the entire experience without needing to need try and pick up on everything yeah you know 
and maybe for me, like that, that didn't seem to track. I had no real issue following what was being said. Ooh, um, God, no, no I, I, I'm just saying, like, like, like this was the original yeah. cast. They're very good at enunciating. Like, yeah, it's sort of rap mm-hmm. music, but like they do it very clearly. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, like you get what's going on. Um, I, I, I didn't find that that would have been a problem. Um. So yeah, I, I was just curious because I kind of figured that you'd be similar to me in that in terms of just like the worrying about it being overhyped and stuff and so uh, you know addressing me like it being overhyped i would say i can see how big theater people Mm -hmm. and some ancillary people who are interested in like this being a pretty novel musical in terms of the subject matter and the way that it's done compared to the subject matter and the casting choices compared to the subject matter (laughs) Um, how people really love that and I think on that front it's awesome mm-hmm. in terms of like just like a musical if you're not a huge musical person like you and I we've seen musicals we've been in pit orchestras we understand the media mm-hmm. um, and appreciate it but for me it was like yeah that was a good mu- like that was a Broadway musical it's what I expected out of a Broadway musical high production value the people were really good singers very like just everything was basically flawless yeah, it was very polished. And Almost ama- like they're getting and, paid and, their salary to do it. Yeah, and, and truly amazingly well written. Like there was some mm-hmm. really, really clever writing in there throughout all the music, and I enjoyed it. Um, but the two things that I will say is that, you know, unlike some people who say, oh yeah, like they're like crying throughout it or whatever, like there are things that make me cry. Hamilton, I, <laughs> I, I kind of, I was like, okay, like I get it. Like I, I got emotional for some mm-hmm. parts, because there's a lot of parts about Hamilton that I, I didn't know. Like, that's why I'm glad that I wasn't spoiled about everything. Um, there's a lot of aspects to his story that I had no clue about, and those were really interesting to hear about and, and were affecting. But there's lots of other stuff I've seen, movies I've read or books I've, movies I've seen or books I've read um, that have affected me more. So that's the first thing. The second thing, and the thing that make, that I think will mean that you'll probably never actually watch it, um, is my guess is that it's two hours and 40 minutes (laughs) why would that stop me you don't think i I have an attention span for that no especially not one especially when you're already going in kind of biased against it okay maybe that's true but i will say i have have the same feeling i have seen some of the lord of the rings extended editions so i can handle but that's it's 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 the it's the bias part yeah i can also watch a three-hour movie plus with the best of them um, but even I had I had a bit of cold feet going into this of like I did not realize it was that long. I've never been to a musical that's that's that long, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's a it's a big time commitment there. Yeah, uh, like I'm glad I did it. But unlike the people who say that they've watched it like three or four times since it's come out, I will not be doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, I have lots of other musicals on YouTube that I'd prefer to watch that are like funny and shorter that I would watch if I wanted to watch a musical. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was just, I was curious, but I, I will, I would still put out a recommendation to at some point in your life, take the time to do it. Mm-hmm. But there's obviously so many of those things, like there's lots of movies, there's lots of musicals that I like know of, <laughs> uh-huh. you know, like that, that's like, I, I should see maybe. Yeah. But like, a so, long list that yeah, I haven't. Yeah. Like I've never seen West Side Story. Oh either, my gosh, either the movie really? or the uh, show. 
Mm-hmm. Never seen like Phantom of the Opera. I've never seen that. Um, Forrest Gump. Well, I've seen that movie. That's one of my favorite oh. movies. I recommend that too. Okay. Um, that's one of the ones that definitely makes me cry way more than Hamilton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's always the thing. It's like, I, I've tried to, except for, I mean, we've talked about this, except for the, like, in-jokes with people who you know haven't seen certain things. Like, those are just jokes. But in reality, it's like, there's so much out there to watch. Mm-hmm. It's it's crazy to expect that some that anyone else in the world will see, read, watch, hear everything that I love. Mm-hmm. People only have so much bandwidth. <laughs> Yeah, and only like so many ways of consuming things uh, that it's just kind of absurd to get upset if someone hasn't seen something. Mm-hmm. You know, the most you can do is like, "Hey, Grant, I think you should watch Hamilton just for the experience." You'll there's things that you'll appreciate, mm-hmm. but I'm not upset with you for not watching it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. There you have it. Um, I'm just going to say this because I just... Nah, we're going to be good. Okay, good. What were you going to say? Bye. No, don't worry about it. I stopped recording.